Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. I I was watching a commercial the other day. I was watching one of my favorite shows, and um, I don't have time to watch a lot of TV, and I don't really like a lot of TV, but there's this one particular show I like, and and, and right in the middle of my show, they had this commercial came on for this um, this particular medicine. And um, it's funny because have you ever seen those medical commercials? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like the whole family's playing in the park. The sun is shining. The dad is like throwing the football. The mom's pushing the daughter on the swing. It's like perfect life, you know? And then you get to the end of the commercial and all of a sudden it goes, try our product and your life's going to be better. It's going to be amazing. Life is so good. Side effects may include headache, nausea, vomiting, abdominal stomach pain, diarrhea, gas, dizziness, joint pain, weight changes, drowsiness, tired feeling, or sleep problems. And I was like, what kind of medication is that? So I looked up the medication, and the medication is to alleviate headaches. And I'm like, so my headache's going to be gone, but I'm going to have nausea, vomiting, abdominal and stomach pain, diarrhea, gas. I don't mean to be inappropriate, but if this is on the medical journal, I mean, they have diarrhea and gas. Come on, you got problems. Dizziness, joint pain, weight changes, and there's like a something that says weight loss or weight gain. Drowsy, I mean, come on, it's just for a headache. And I begin to think, man, those side effects, I don't even know if it's worth it or not. But it's amazing that how a choice that you make to take something can have all kinds of different side effects. And Jesus knew that the choices of our life would produce side effects. That's why in this scripture in Matthew, Jesus says, I want to heal their diseases, but I also want to heal the side effects of the bad choices that they've made in their bad lives. And that's not a judgmental statement that Jesus is saying. It's an encouraging statement because he's saying simply, I know you've lived a bad life, but I still want to heal you. I I know you, 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 you did your own thing, but I still want to forgive you and I still want to love you. And there are side effects. And today what I really want to do is I want to help us get off of one of these islands. And I believe it is a side effect of some choices we've made that have really affected us and more people than we even know. And and today I want to talk about getting off the island. Come on, you have your notes. Would you take them out? Getting off the island of discouragement. Come on, anybody ever been discouraged? Come on, wave your hand in the air. Come on, anybody ever been discouraged? Don't lie in church in Jesus name. I mean, you've been discouraged. We've all been discouraged. Some people are like, well, I've never been really discouraged. Okay, let's go there. Um, do you remember when you made that like, deal that you're going like, to get healthy and eat healthier and exercise? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're going to go there today. We're going to go there. And, 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 and so, so you went to the gym a couple days, and, and you're all mad because you're like, man, I went to the gym. I sweat. I got on that bike. I got on that treadmill. And, man, I did those weights, and I didn't lose one pound. And, and what happened is, is you don't go anymore even though you're still paying a membership. And the reason why you're still paying a membership but you don't go to the gym is because you got discouraged. Right? I mean, come on. You made an attempt, but when you failed at the attempt, you got discouraged, so you don't go anymore. And I've realized that the hardest way to the gym is the front door. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can open that, it's downhill from there. But we get discouraged. And some of you, come on, let's move to family for a minute. Like, it, anybody ever been discouraged in your family situation? Like, in your family, relationships, and you get discouraged, and you're like, oh, man, I, I bought her flowers. Or, man, I cooked him a great dinner. How chauvinistic is that statement? And I did all this stuff. And, and, and all of this, and, and, and it didn't fix it. And so because I made an attempt and it didn't change anything, I just give up because I'm discouraged. We, we, we fight discouragement at times. And, some of us, like, like you know, we, we fight discouragement because, like, man, I tried reading God's Word. Pastor David, last week, you gave us the Proverbs challenge, and I've had a lot of people tell me, man, I've started reading Proverbs every single day. And 
Have you ever been there before when you try to read God's word and like you leave a service like, man, I'm going to do it every single day. And you go three days, but then you miss one day. Come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Ain't nobody tried to read the word of God. You know what I'm saying? And, and you, you miss one day, but because you miss that one day, you get, get discouraged. You're like, man, I failed. I'm such a bad Christian. I tried, but I couldn't do it. So I'm not going to try to read the Bible anymore because you failed. Whenever you try to attempt something and you fail at it, it brings discouragement. Any single people out there today? Anybody? Any single people? In, you know, um, I talk to single people sometimes and they're like, um, Pastor David, I just don't even know. I mean, are there any godly good women left in the world? Are there any godly men left? Come on, ladies, are you there? Like, are there any godly people? There's some people here today and you normally come to the 10, but you're like, I tried the 10. There was nobody there. So I'm checking out the 12. You know what I'm saying? So I'm scanning the 12. Come on, any single people here, raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand. Wait, come on, look around, people. Fish. Come on, fish, 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 fish. And, and, um, and some of you are like, oh, I'm coming to the 12. Maybe I need to try the 6. The 6 is the fire service. Come on, I need to try the fire service. Some of you are like, well, man, I've been trying. I just need to go to Kindle. Kindle's where I need to go. And, and pastor, I mean, I just, are there any, like, good people left? Because I think all the good people are taken. And, and, and I'm just praying to God that Jesus doesn't come back. Because you're telling me I need to stay pure until I get married. I'm trying to stay pure. I'm trying to stay sexually pure. And I'm just praying, Jesus, don't come back until I can have sex one more time. Because I'm just like, Jesus! Come on, we're going to be real. We're going to be real. Come on, I'm preaching now. Yeah, I'm preaching now. I show am. I'm preaching now. Because that's where we live. And we're like, Pastor, I'm trying to wait. But I'm, I'm tired of trying to wait. I've been waiting for my Boaz. Come on. My Boaz had never come. So now I'll just settle for any ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I didn't cuss. I said as, A-Z. Y'all thought I said that? I'm just waiting, Pastor. My Boaz never showed up. And Pastor, you don't understand. And you say you're not discouraged, but all your friends post up their wedding pictures and you're mad. Yeah, I know you're not discouraged, but you're mad. You're like, she's wearing a dress. You're like, I can't believe she wore that dress. Like, she doesn't look good in that color. No, you're just discouraged. It's a beautiful dress. You're just discouraged. You're just discouraged. And um, I find that we, we, we find... In our lives that we get discouraged, we get discouraged a lot, like even in our parenting. How many of you know parenting can get complicated? And, 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 and the more we try, it's just so discouraging. Pastor, and some parents are so discouraged, they're afraid of being a bad parent that they're just not an active parent. And we're afraid sometimes to try because there have been things we've tried in our lives that we have failed at. And we get insecure because here's the thing with discouragement. You might want to just write this down somewhere in your notes. There's not a blank, but find a place on the edge. Is that discouragement really steals our zeal for life. When you're discouraged, you don't, have, you don't wake up with dreams. You don't wake up excited to live. When you're discouraged, you lose your courage. When, when you're discouraged, like, you used to be like a, someone who's like ready to go to war, and ready to fight for God, ready to do this, but you've lost your courage because you're on discouragement island. Something else about discouragement is with discouragement, you lose your confidence. Like, you used to be confident. You used to believe that God could, where you used to believe that things could change, but somewhere along the line, you, you've lost your, your confidence. It's because of discouragement. Can I tell you that discouragement is real? Because there'll be times like, man, Pastor, I try to do things right. But every time I try to do things right, man, I, I told the truth at work and I lost my job. 
Pastor, I got pulled over by a police officer, and the officer asked me, hey, do you know why I pulled you over? And like, I'm trying to do things right. And I said, yeah, I was going 10 miles over the speed limit, and he still gave me the ticket. I'm like, well, were you speeding? Yes. That's why he gave you the ticket. But I'm trying to do things right. But, but, but discouragement comes in. And, and some of us will say, well, I, I've tried to have a good attitude. And I've done everything I can because I've just I've always had like this negative attitude. And I'm trying to see the glass half full. And, and I had a good attitude for the first 30 minutes after I left church last week. But then, man, just, it's just crazy. I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to change. And maybe even when we're following Jesus, we can get discouraged following Jesus. Because how many of you know, like, you can come to church. And, man, you can get on fire for God. But then somebody offends you. And now, all of a sudden, you're like, well, man, I don't even know if I want to go to church anymore. I just... I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. I don't even know if I can have faith anymore. And we can get discouraged even as we're following Jesus. Am I talking to anybody today? You know, discouragement is one of those islands that if we're not careful, we will, we will take up resident on that island. And it becomes more than just an action, but it becomes repetitive. And when it becomes repetitive, it becomes inhabitable. And when we begin to inhabit it, we begin to make our camp on this island of discouragement that some of us, it has become the norm just to expect discouraging things. But I believe that today God wants to break off discouragement from your life once and for all. Come on, I've come here today not to hype you up, but to help elevate your faith to let you know that God is here today to help you get off of discouragement. I, I believe that God wants to birth new dreams today. God wants to give fresh hope today. God wants a fresh start today. Come on, are you with me today? I believe in the name of Jesus today is going to be a day of encouragement. Well, how do I do that? How, how do we get there? Number one, write this down. Um, when it comes to discouragement, I want to encourage you, don't let failure keep you from the fight. Because here's what I know, is that there's a lot of us that, man, in our failure, we have stopped fighting for the things that God's wanting you to fight for. It's in our failure that we have this, this condemnation, and we feel like, man, I can't do it. You see, discouragement tells you you can't win. Discouragement tells you you're not a winner. Discouragement tells you things will never change. Discouragement tells you you'll never accomplish that. And discouragement keeps you from the fight. Discouragement, what it does is when you get knocked down, it tells you, go ahead and take the gloves off. It's over. Why are you fighting for this? Why do you keep fighting for that? Why do you keep believing for that? Just take the gloves off. Get off the mat. Get out of the ring. It's over. Stop fighting. But can I encourage you today? Don't let failure keep you from the fight. Some of you used to be aggressive for kingdom work, but now you've settled into this normal average, kind of just coasting through the busyness of life. Come on. I want to encourage you just because you may have failed fighting for the kingdom get back into the kingdom get back into the fight some of you were fighting for your marriage and you stopped fighting start fighting again some of you stopped fighting for your kids come on start fighting again some of you used to know you had a calling on your life and you've started believing that it was them all a lie come on start fighting for your calling again I've come here to help somebody to do whatever you have to do to put the gloves back on one more time and say, God, I know I'm beat up, but I've got one more round in me and I've come to church today to let the devil know that I am down, but I am not out. I'm about to get up one more time. Somebody say, get up. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, 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 because what will happen is that you'll try to serve God, but then you'll fail. And you'll have a season of maybe going back to your old friends and your old way of life. And you'll say, well, man, I can't do it. I'm just a failure. No, I've come here to tell you today. Today's a new day to pick up that commitment one more time. Today's a day to say, hey, I'm going to get my health under control one more time. Today's a day where I'm going to say, I'm going to go for that dream one more time. Today's a day I'm going to go out on a date with my wife one more time. Today's a day I'm going to pray one more prayer for my kids one more time. I'm not going to give up on the fight. Yeah, 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 because here's the thing, if we're not careful, we'll let the, the failure keep us from the fight. Number two, come on, low stokes, let's go. Number two, number two, we will all face opposition, but you don't have to let it crush you. We will all face opposition, but we don't have to be crushed by it. Come on, we will all have opposition, but you don't have to be crushed by it. What are you saying, Pastor David? The Bible says this, that it rains on the just and the unjust alike. Hmm. What that means is that opposition will fall on every single one of us. But it's what you do with the opposition. Can I say this? Nothing great ever happens without great opposition. In fact, if you're ever wanting to do something great with your life and there's an absence of opposition, I would probably say that God's not in it. And you shouldn't go for it. Because anything great is worth fighting for. And anything worth fighting for is great. But if you are looking for a life where there's not great opposition and we live our life kind of like, um, what are those, like, foos, not, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, one of those pinball machines where you're, like, you're just trying to avoid the, the corners and trying to bounce here and there and just keep me away from the opposition. I just want to live a comfortable life. If you live that life, you will find yourself on discouragement island because anything great in your life, there will always be great opposition. There will be opposition, but you don't have to be crushed by it. You see, the difference between people who are living up here where we feel like we should be and where we are are how people have managed the opposition when it comes. You see, one of the greatest defense mechanisms you can have is to understand that great opposition will come in this life. And so when it comes, I'm not going to be surprised by it. I'm not going to expect it and want it. But I'm going to pre-decide that in the middle of opposition, I'm still going to fight. I understand that there is going to be a battle for my faith. And so when the battle comes, I'm not going to lose my faith. I'm not going to question God. Be like, God, where are you at? God, I can't believe you did this. God, I can't believe. No, no, no. I knew that the fight would come. And I knew the battle would come. And I knew the opposition would come. So that way I'm ready for the fight. Because I knew the devil wasn't going to let me enter my purpose on an easy road. I knew that he was going to oppose me. Can I tell you? The greater the opposition, the greater the purpose and the calling. Some of you are under great opposition in your life. And some of you have been waiting what seems like a long time for the promise of God in your life. Can I tell you, the longer you wait for the promise, the greater the promise is going to look. Come on, somebody. Don't. Don't give up on God in the waiting period. It's in the waiting period that God is preparing. It's in the waiting period that that thing that you're praying for is being crafted and molded by God. And if it's taking a longer time for the promise to come to pass, that means that God is taking his time on what he's promised you. It's going to be better than what you prayed for. It's going to be better than what you're hoping for. Why? Because he's taking his time with it. You see, we will all face opposition, but we don't have to be crushed by it. It's funny because Britain... Uh, my youngest child, he, he's so funny because when I, I was teaching him how to ride his bike, that's um, a very tricky thing when you're teaching your kids to ride a bike. Um, he, he's more of the nervous uh, kid. He's like a real special kid because 
um, Natalia, she was ready to ride the bike. She didn't want any pads on. She didn't want a helmet. She's just like, just throw me on the bike. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Britton, on the other hand, um, he needed body armor. And so we put him on the, on the bike. And, and teaching Britton to ride the bike was crazy because I got so much exercise teaching how to ride the bike. Because I'd have to hold on to the seat and like run behind him, you know? And the whole time we're going, he's like, Dad, are you still there? <laughs> yeah, right, I'm here. Dad, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. And the whole time he's like, I mean, I've been running up and down the street. I'm like, my Lord, this is a great workout. But my gosh, I've been out here an hour. And, and then I did something that I know many of you have done before. And um, I lied to him. <laughs> Don't judge me. We're walking. And I'm like, I'm so tired. So I kind of let go. As I let go, he's riding. All of a sudden, he asked me the question like a million, the millionth time. Dad! Are you still holding on? I'm kind of running, but not as fast. I'm like, yeah! And all of a sudden, he turns around and looks. He's like riding his bike. He looks and he sees that I'm not there. Dad! And when you know it, he takes his bike and he runs it right into a palm tree. So he gets up and he's like, you lied! Why would you lie? I'm like, Britton, you were doing it. You were doing so good, man. You lied! You lied! But I did it for your own good. No, you lied! It's so funny because um, when he fell... I didn't look at Britain and say, man, what? What a loser. Bro, what up? No, 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 no. You know what we also don't do as parents? We don't tell kids when they're going to ride their bike. We don't go, hey, you want to learn to ride your bike? You're going to get bruised up. You're going to scrape your elbow. You're going to lose all of your skin right here. It's going to be awesome. You may hit your head on the road and, and scrape your ear. Like daddy did. Man, it's going to be. No, we don't. We don't we tell Guys, it's going to be awesome. Oh, man. Please, look at all the friends in your neighborhood riding their bike. It's going to be so much fun. We don't tell them all the bumps and bruises. And so when they fall and they get bumps and bruises, they're like shocked by it. Like, dad, why didn't you tell me? My arm is bleeding. I'm bleeding. Britain literally goes, I'm going to die. I'm like, you're not going to die. Get back on the bike. I don't want to get on the bike. Get back on the bike, Britain. Dad, I'm not getting on the bike. Britt, you fell off the bike. Get back on the bike. And I picked him up. And I go over and I pick up his bike and I'm literally pulling up. Dad, I'm not. He's like literally holding on to my clothes. I'm not getting back on. Britt, get on the bike. Finally get him on the bike. And I say, okay, let's go again. No, because you're going to let go. No, I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to let go. And we go again. And you know what? A good parent constantly puts their kids back on the bike. A good parent tells them, hey, you know what? You're going to do it this time. I know you fell, but you're going to do it this time. I know you fell off and you got some bumps and bruises, but you know what? You're one try away from it happening and you getting that bike and you getting that momentum. Because how many of you know when you're on a bike, a bike is one pedal after the other and it creates this word called momentum. 
and momentum. How many of you know it's a whole lot easier to steer a bike when it's moving faster? And so all of a sudden you got the momentum. And so, Brent, it's a whole lot easier to steer this thing and have fun and go fast and stand up and do tricks and jump over speed bumps when you've got momentum. But you've got to get back up again. I just wonder if there's somebody here today that will let your pastor just help you get back up on life again. To say, I know that you have some bumps, some bruises, some scrapes, some pains. I know you fell off, but today's a day to get back on. Today's a day to say, I'm not going to stay down, but I'm going to get back up. Opposition will come, but I will not let it crush me. Yeah, yeah. How do I do that, Pastor? Glad you asked. Number three, write this down. You've got to learn to encourage yourself. Because there will be a time that you, your spouse can't encourage you. Your friends can't encourage you. You left your talking Pastor David bobblehead at home. So he's not there at work going, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know what I mean? I love, I love David in scripture. The same David who killed the lion and the bear. The same David who killed Goliath. The same David who was the mighty warrior. Him and the, the army of God were out fighting this battle. and They won. They totally just demolished the enemies of God. And they're coming back and they're, they're cheering and they're chanting these victory songs. And as they're coming up over the hill, Samuel tells us that they're coming over the hill. Usually they hear the songs of their wives just cheering them on. and The laughter of their children playing on the, in the grass on the hills. And, and, and as they're coming across this familiar hill to come home after a defeat and after they've conquered the enemy of God, they see smoke coming up from their houses. And all of David's men and his army begin to say, David, what's going on? Where's our wives and our kids? And so they rushed down into their city. And while they were at battle defeating one army, another army said, that's a good time for us to go defeat them at home. And the Bible tells us that they killed their wives and children while they were out at battle and they destroyed everything. Have you ever been there before where you're at one moment where you're like, man, nothing is impossible with God. Yes. And then all of a sudden something happens that you weren't expecting. You ever been there before? Like, man, you like you come back from vacation, everything is great, everything's amazing, and then you get the doctor's report. Have you ever been there? Like, you've been trying to save and save and save. You're like, man, I finally got our budget under control, and all of a sudden the transmission goes out. <laughs> I mean, there are these moments where like we will break through, but then we allow circumstances to cause defeat and failure, and that defeat and that failure causes us to get discouraged and give up on the fight. But David is there with his men. Watch this. And his men begin to say, David, we're going to kill you. Because you led us into battle and we weren't even there for our own family. And David goes from his men loving him, honoring him, being loyal to him. And now they want to kill him. And scripture tells us in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, I love this. It says this, that David was greatly distressed. For the men spoke of stoning him because of the souls of all of them were bitterly grieved or discouraged because each of the men lost his sons and his daughters and his wives. Now watch this, watch this. It does not say that David was not affected by this. Christianity and faith is not like you turning a blind eye going, oh, I'm going to pretend that the problem's not there. No, no, no. That's weird. Acknowledge the problem is there, but then something's got to rise up inside of you. So it says this, David was distressed. 
He knew what discouragement felt like. But then something happened inside of him. Look what it goes on to say. But David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord. I've come here today to teach Brave Church how to encourage yourself in the Lord when there is nobody else around, when you are in your car all alone, when the enemy is coming at you and saying things to your mind and trying to discourage you. Are you able to encourage yourself in the Lord? Because I love David. How did he encourage himself in the Lord? Let me teach you how to encourage yourself. Because there are times where you can't get your pastor. You can't get your dinner party leader. And there are times where God doesn't even want you to have to reach out to them. Because there's this word called intimacy. Intimacy with God. There are times where God just says, I wish you would shut up and stop telling everyone else about why you're so discouraged. Why don't you and I just work this thing out? Why don't you just think about how good I've been to you in the past? And if I was good to you then, I'll be good to you now. And if I'm good to you now, I'll be good to you then. And if I provided for you then, I'll provide for you now. And David learned to encourage himself. How did he do it? He began to say, God, I know that you were with me when it was the lion and it was the bear and it was Goliath. And I know you'll be here with me now with my men who want to fight me and destroy me and kill me. Oh, I've come here to help someone realize that when the enemy has brought something to destroy you, you can turn it around and say, God, you can bring this thing to bless me. How did David do it? He said, Lord, in the middle of my enemies, you prepare a table for me. I will lay down in green pastures. I am the head and not the tail. I am blessed and highly favored. I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. Yeah, there's times where you just have to tell yourself, self, I'm getting off this island of discouragement once and for all. My God is a good God. He is a faithful God. This is my God. This is my Lord. God, you are always in control. I will not be anxious. I will not be fearful. But with prayer and supplication, I will offer my praise to you. What, 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 what do I do, Pastor David? Number four, can y'all just help me? Everybody, just nobody move around. Nobody move around. Because, man, I just, I, I got to get you in this moment here. Because this is the breakthrough. Here it is, number four. Write this down in your notes. How do I break through discouragement? Number four is this. Praise him anyway. Yeah. Praise him anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to learn to praise him when we don't feel like it. I know you feel like praising him sometimes, but can you praise him when you don't feel like it? Can you praise him anyway? Like when you came in today, maybe you didn't feel like praising, but can you praise him anyway? Like, I know you may have had a bad week, but can you praise him anyway? Like, praising him anyway is what Psalm 43, 5 says. He says, why am I so discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. What he's saying is this, why am I so discouraged and sad? I have a God who loves me, who is faithful. How can I praise him anyway? Number five, you got to get this in your heart. Number five, because you have to understand that you can either let your problem break your praise or you can let your praise break your problem. (laughs) Like you can say the problems are too big. I'm not going to let myself praise God. Can I tell you that's why it's so important? Like I'm glad that you just better late than never, honestly. But you know why? 
I believe that our worship is so important. When we start at 12 o'clock, it would be great if you could get here at 12 o'clock. We start at 12, y'all. And, and you know why that's important? Because we can get ourselves to work on time. Well, I'm just going to slide in when Pastor David gets there because I know he's coming from Kendall. But if that's your mentality, you'll miss the most important part of this. There are times where I can't even remember what the pastor preached. But it was in a moment of worship. Oh, man, it was in a moment where I was in praise. And I was in this front row. And I don't know why I isn't full because my staff's going to hear about it later. And I lift up my hands in worship. And I'll say, God, there ain't no way I'm going to let my problem break my praise today. Because as we're singing this song, I know that their breakthrough is coming. And I'm going to lift you up. And I'm going to praise your name. And I'm going to lift my voice. Because what happens in this environment, y'all, is when you lift up your voice and you lift up your hands and you begin to let the tears stream down your face again, all of a sudden, your praise begins to break through through your problem. All of a sudden, your focus begins to change. All of a sudden, you begin to say, my God is a good God. He's faithful. He is just. He brought me through this battle. And you better believe, devil, you better bring your best because I'm getting better. Back up one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I've come here today to help raise up some fighters for the kingdom of God. I've come here to speak to some men. It's time to start leading your home. It's time to start leading your movement of God and your family. I've come to speak to some women today. You are a mighty woman of God. You need to stand up and claim the victory is yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to declare. I'm going to declare. That sickness is not going to break me. I'm going to declare that I've got the victory over cancer. I'm going to declare that I've got the victory over depression. Oh, I've come to declare that the generational curses are broken. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I've tried to break through before, Pastor. I've tried to get through that addiction, but it keeps coming back. Oh, just keep going. Just keep going. Keep trying. Keep trying. Keep trying. Keep trying. You say, what do I do? Number six. Go to number six. It's try again. What do you do when you've tried? What do you do when you've prayed? What do you do when you've believed? And you still aren't seeing the breakthrough. Try again. Pastor, I've had hope for so long. I've not seen the breakthrough. So I'm going to quit. Try to try again. When there's a calling on my life and other people didn't see it, try again. When there's purpose that's inside, when my boss didn't see me, I went for that promotion and they gave it to somebody else to try again. I kept taking that course and I just couldn't get through to organic chemistry. My God, who created this subject? It is so hard. All I'm trying to do is be a surgeon. And they're wanting me to learn all this organic chemistry. Keep trying again. Take the class again. Enroll again. Do it again. Somebody needs to hear that. Do it again. I tried to fix my marriage. Do it again. I tried to get free. Do it again. Somebody needs to give God a shout of praise. Because we are going to fight again. Yeah, yeah. 
Turn to your neighbor and say, fight again. kids again try sobriety again where is the worship team get them up here my gosh what is going on in this place? thank you for being faithful <laughs> when you gave the signal for the worship team to come up and they missed it you try again When you just needed the drummer and the bass player to come help stir the atmosphere of faith, you try. Is there anybody that will come fill these front seats right here? Come on. I'm tired of that, man. We have that front row because that's called the faith front row. Because from this front row, there's going to be people of faith and courage. They're going to say amen for you. They're going to help lead the battle. They're the front lines. Come on. Watch, 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 watch. Try sobriety again. Forgive again. Go on a date again. Try something new again. Lift up your hands and worship again. Lift up your voice and worship. Let Holy Spirit stir you. Let tears stream down your face again. Come on, read the Bible again. Serve again. Be generous again. Say you're sorry again. Try to have that baby again. Launch that business again. Go back to school again. Invite somebody to church again. Come on. Whatever you tried and you failed at, try again. The fight ain't over. Devil, you picked on the wrong person in 2019 because Brave Church is full of people who are ready to fight for the kingdom of God. We're here to take this city. We're here to declare freedom and victory for every family. There is a battle cry that is rising in this house. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we're going to try it again. Scripture says I may have fallen a thousand times, but I'll get up a thousand and one times. Yeah, you may be knocked down, but I don't see anybody here who's knocked out. Come on, I prophesy over you today. Lady, ma'am, I prophesy there is a new future for you. There is something greater. You have deliverance in your mouth. It's time to say I'm going to try it one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With every head bowed and every eye closed, come on, would you stand to your feet all across this room? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, what we have done just now is we have disrupted the enemy big time. Oh, man, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel like the devil's bad. Oh, because what we've done is we've challenged him. 
We've told him we aren't afraid. We've told him he hasn't won. You see, you believe that it'll never change. You believe that this is the limit on your life. You believe that this is going to be the lid on your business. This is going to be the lid because you've had the discouragement. You've had a setback. You've had discouragement in your family and over your future. But the devil is mad because you've taken up the keys of obedience last week. And this week, you're getting back up off the mat and you're putting the gloves back on. And you said, man, we have tried this thing over and over and over. We've tried to budget, but we keep overspending. But we're going to try again. We're going to try again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, with every hand lifted in this room. Every hand lifted in this room. Come on. Come on, in the name of Jesus. The name above all names. Oh, God, we call on you, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You are the provider of encouragement. Today is a breakthrough day. Today is a day unlike any other day. Today is the day that you have made. And I will rejoice. I will be glad. I will be encouraged. I will encourage myself because you're a good God. I will prophesy over myself. I will declare healing over my body. I will declare breakthrough against this addiction. But I've tried and I've failed, but I'm going to get back up. I've tried and I've failed, but I am going to get back up. I'm not going to let failure keep me from the fight in Jesus' name. You're here today and you say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? I need the courage and the confidence to go after all that God has called me for. If that's you, lift your hands. Come on, all across this room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Jesus' name, just release your power, your strength. I pray we would leave here with courage. Pray God we would leave here with not confidence, but Godfidence. Our confidence is in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our confidence is even in is not even if this relationship works. Our confidence isn't even in my job, even though that's where I get paid. My confidence is in you because God, you're the one who supplies the job. You're the one who brings relationships. You're the one, God, you are our you are the one who brings healing. So I know what the doctors are saying, but I know what my God has said. pray that this week would be a week we come off the island of discouragement. I want everyone in this room to pray this prayer with me and then I'm closing. Jesus, today I ask you to forgive me of every sin. I need you as my Lord and Savior. And today I say yes. Wash me clean. Forgive me of every failure. And thank you that you loved me enough put the gloves back on and encourage me to fight on to continue the fight in Jesus name amen and amen come on let's give God a shout of praise thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church for more information or to get in touch with us visit us at bravemiami.com